Welcome to the Blueprint Podcast, where faith and purpose intersect. I'm your host, Melvin Banks. Buckle up. It's time to enjoy the journey. podcast with Melvin Banks. Today we are going to be expanding on this week's midweek inspirational thought. Now if you've absolutely no idea what I'm talking about that means that you're new to me or to my content at least. So allow me just a few seconds to share with you uh, that every Wednesday I put out a weekly devotional thought. Now that thought is designed to encourage uh, to challenge the way you think, uh, to inspire you to take action in your life in some sort of man- manner or way. Uh, you can find those thoughts on my Facebook page, Melvin Banks Inspirational Speaker. So if you haven't already done so, uh, please go to the page, look it up, click like to see those inspirational posts and messages each week. Uh, it, it's also one of the few ways to reach me if you have a question or want to book me to speak at one of your events. I invite you to go to the page. If you're hearing the podcast for the first time, you'll find quite a bit of content that hopefully will inspire you to be all that God's created you to be. So now back to today's show. So last week's inspirational thought was framed around the idea of being in constant pursuit of our best possible self. The idea is simple. Your only true competition is yourself. That is the only true competition that we have. So allow me to put it into context for you for a moment. So over the last several weeks, I've been refocusing on getting myself back into shape. And yes, I'm currently in a shape, (laughs) but uh, you know, I don't know about you, but it seems as though every year between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I find myself packing on weight due to basically poor discipline, poor habits. Um, And so as spring approaches each year, uh, I begin doing more public speaking. So I find myself having to get myself very disciplined and back into good physical conditioning to get up on a stage in front of people. And whenever I do that, I always put myself through a rigorous program of working out, running, and and all of those things that will help me get to that point. So flashback to last Monday. And I began running again, as I do every spring. Now, as I struggled to drag myself around the course, uh, what what ended up happening is I began reminiscing about my uh, 20s when I was running marathons back then. Now, I don't know if you've ever run a marathon, but if you've ever run a marathon, everything that I'm about to tell you is probably going to resonate with you in some way, unless you're an elite runner, of course. And that, I consider anybody elite, pretty much if they can run a marathon in four hours or less. I consider you elite if you're running a marathon in less than four hours. You've been running for some time, you're in great shape. You're probably better suited to run than somebody who's 6'1", 240 pounds. So, uh, to you, I salute you. (laughs) But... If you're not one of those elite runners, everything I'm about to share with you is going to resonate with you. 
And I want to start by telling you that running a marathon is incredibly hard. Now, there are people that will tell you that it's not very difficult to run a marathon. And I call those people liars, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. It is very difficult to run a marathon, but it's also one of the most rewarding things that you'll ever do. See, running a marathon requires months of training. It requires that you be incredibly disciplined and self-controlled. Running a marathon requires commitment. It teaches you a lot about commitment. And I'll never forget my first marathon. See, I, I, did, I did everything the right way for that first marathon. Uh, I, I trained extensively. I ate right. And I was fully committed to the process of getting myself prepared to run 26.2 miles. Never let anybody uh, allow you to forget about the .2 miles because that .2 miles seems like a lifetime whenever you're running it. And I trained, I did everything the right way for that first marathon. And despite all of that, my first marathon could be best described as unimaginable pain. I believe that's the best way for me to put it into context. It was simply unimaginable pain. I remember running with my, my older brother, Nat. And after about 13 miles, we were running side by side. And after about 13 miles, my feet began feeling as though they were literally on fire. I'll never forget that feeling. It was one of the most excruciating things I had ever experienced in my life. And... From there, my body began doing what I could only describe as attacking me. I remember pausing with my brother to look at my feet. And, you know, we, we pulled over to the side of the road and I sat down on the ground just trying to figure out why are my feet burning so much? Why do they hurt so much? And I removed both of my socks. Whenever I removed my socks, both of us were absolutely stunned. Our mouths dropped. My feet had literally began slipping. Now, uh, I, I want to put it into context. Some people blister on their feet. Uh, my entire foot, from right underneath the toes all the way down to my heel, had become one giant blister that ruptured, and the skin had begun peeling off. It was absolutely excruciating. And, and as I sat there for a moment, my brother, <laughs> I'll never forget the look on his face because he looked at me and he's like, oh my God, man, how are you still running? And, you know, I just sat there and I was looking at it and, and we were running such a great pace. And I remember how demoralizing it was to see my feet in that condition because the whole time now I'm thinking, am I going to be able to finish this? So we got up and after I got my socks back on, I began trudging forward again, and then I just told my brother eventually, I said, look, just go ahead, I'll try to catch up with you. I knew that there was no chance I was going to be catching up with him. Um, I, I knew that there was no way I could run at my normal pace with my feet like that. So I began dealing with severe cramps after that. So now I could barely stand. I'm, I'm struggling with every single step, and I began dealing with cramps from my shoulders all the way down, my, my calves, my shins, my quads, everything is cramping up on me at this point. Every step of the way during the course of that run was a struggle. But what my body was doing to me was nothing 
compared to what started happening in my mind. See, as I started running that next couple of miles after I'd got back up, the only thing I was thinking to myself was, okay, let's just get to the next water station, which was about two miles away. When I got to that next water station, that put me somewhere around mile 15. And I remember getting, getting fluids and kind of stretching out a little bit and thinking to myself, my God, you have 11 more miles of this. And I'll be honest with you, everything in me wanted to quit at that moment. Everything in me wanted to say, I'm done, I cannot complete this. And you know what? The, the more I thought about it, the more I began rationalizing in my mind, everybody would understand, everybody would realize why it was that I stopped running. I mean, anybody could sympathize with the situation that I was in. So I made the decision, no, you know what? I'm going to keep going forward. Let's just, let's just go and let's get to the next water station, and then we'll reevaluate. So I, I began looking down the course as I left the water station, and I did this over the course of the remainder of the race just about. I began looking down the course at other people that I saw that were struggling in a very similar manner to the way that I was. And what I decided to do was I would select a person as I was struggling down the course, and I would see that individual and I would say, okay, I got to pass them. And it took me quite a bit of time. It was, uh, it was quite a struggle as I struggled going after one person to the next, just saying, okay, let's just pass this person. But I'll tell you, there, there was a problem with my method as I was going down the course. There, there was a very serious problem with what I was doing. First off, I was competing with someone that had no idea or intention of being in a competition with me. The individual that I was running against, they had no idea that I was out there running behind them, struggling one step after the other, trying to get down the course and trying to pass them. And I would dare say that what I'm talking about right here in this race is something that probably plays out in many people's lives every day. I would dare say that it's possibly happened to you, that you see people around you, people that you know, people that you've come into contact with, and you see the life that they're living, you see the, the things that are happening for them, and sometimes we find ourselves in a situation where we're competing with other people around us in life. Where we, we, we look at them and we say, you know what, I want that type of life and, and I want to I wanna live the way that they're living. I want to hang around the circle that they're hanging around. Perhaps secretly you might be, you might be in competition with a coworker trying to, to get a promotion that you think that they might possibly get. See, we live our lives in a world that's driven through competition. And I want to make sure that I clarify what I'm saying here. There's nothing wrong with healthy competition. The danger is when our competition focuses on things that are external rather than internal. Whenever it focuses on the accumulation of things rather than the, the fulfillment of improvement, that's when competition is dangerous. See, when we start to focus on what others have rather than on who we can be, that's when competition becomes a real struggle and it becomes something that could be detrimental to us. So we have to be careful whenever we're in competition. Competition is more so 
for the person than it is, uh, you know, to compete against others around us. I, I want you to, I want you to think about this. The key to competition is being in relentless competition with ourselves. And what I'm talking about is the process of improvement. See, so many people are trying to outdo the people around them that they don't understand that they need to outdo what's taking place inside of them. Most of our competitive nature comes from insecurities that we have. Let's just call it what it is. It's, it's an insecurity that we have about something that drives us to compete with those around us trying to say that I can measure up to what or who they are. So we have to be in constant competition with ourselves because whenever we find ourselves in constant competition with ourselves, that's when we begin to improve in life. See, I'll tell you a little thing about that first marathon that I ran. You want to know when things got a little bit easier for me? Through all of the cramping, through the feet becoming completely raw, through all of those things, it wasn't when I passed someone that I spotted on the course that the, the run became a little bit easier. It wasn't when I thought I was going to beat someone. And honestly, I think the reason that that was was because the people that I was picking out were people that I probably should have beaten anyway, right? I, I would look for someone who's struggling worse than me, someone who is probably less designed to run than I was, and I would say, okay, I'm going to beat that person. Or, you know, I, I would find someone who was 40 or 50 years my senior, and here they were. They were moving along slowly but surely, and those were the people I was picking out. Things got easier when I began competing with myself. See, because as I told you, it wasn't easy. It became a mental war as I ran down that course. 26.2 miles is a long way to go, especially when you've got 11 left and everything in you is telling you to quit. See, each time I convinced myself in my mind that I could go a little further, I started picking out just, just a point down the road, okay, Melvin, I know you want to quit, but why don't we see if we can make it to this house down at the end of the street? And then whenever I get there, I'd, I'd celebrate in my own mind. All right, I did it. I, I accomplished it. Now, what's the next goal? All right, let's see if we could get down to the end of this block. Let's see if we could get down to the stoplight. Let's see if we could get to the turn. And, and, you know, with each and every one of those little goals that I accomplished, I gained a little bit of confidence in myself. My belief started to, started to grow and flourish. And I think that's where we need to challenge ourselves. If we set small goals, each time we achieve it, we feel a little bit better about who we are. We gain a little more confidence in ourselves. And whenever we start to believe in ourselves, almost anything is possible. See, I want you to understand something. Challenges in life are always going to pop up. They're going to be something that, that takes place all of the time. It's, it's unavoidable. If you're not being challenged, that, that means quite simply that we're not living. We're not trying to live. We're not, we're not taking on the challenges of life and saying, all right, let's find out what I'm really made of. So whenever we challenge ourselves, we, we start to put ourselves in competition, not with others around us, but with ourselves. See, right now, I'm in, I'm in a competition with myself right now as we speak. As, as I told you, I'm working on getting back into shape. And, you know, I set little goals. Okay, I want to drop two pounds this week. And, 
You know, it starts out every day. Okay, I'm going to avoid eating junk today. I'm going to avoid doing this. I'm not going to drink any drinks that are filled with sugar. And I start cutting little things like that, setting little goals for myself. And as I go through the day and I'm able to meet that goal, or sometimes it's even through that meal, and I sat down and, whew, I was able to avoid cherry Kool-Aid today. So, you know, it's small victories that we have to look at and we have to challenge ourselves to accomplish and then celebrate it whenever we do. See, here's, here's the thing that I want you to, to understand. Those little victories are designed to help you feel a better sense of accomplishment whenever you get to the end result. As we get ready to wrap up, I want you to consider one thing here. Life's big picture is nothing without the tiny brush strokes. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, what do you mean by that? See, it's the little victories that are the things that add up to be big victories in life. Ultimately, I finished that marathon, and I finished really every marathon that I've ever run, but it wasn't because I was competing with others on the course. It was because when things became incredibly difficult, and this is something that we have to internalize in life as well, we have to be in a relentless competition with ourselves. See, every step of the way, we have to fight against the thing in the back of our mind that's telling us that we can't make it, that we should quit, that it's, it's time to give up. Now, as we prepare to put a bow in today's show and wrap things up, I want to challenge you to be in relentless competition with yourself this week. See, the most important person that you're going to compete against is you. The most important victory that you'll ever win is the one whenever your mind's telling you you can't and you make the decision that you're going to keep going because you believe you can. So I want you to challenge yourself to be in relentless competition this week. Set a small goal. It doesn't matter how small it is. And make the commitment to stick it out, to pursue it, to go after it no matter what. And as you do that, Always remember to enjoy the journey. Now, as we close up today's show, I want you to consider a couple of things. If you want to reach out to me, if you're looking for one-on-one -on -one coaching, if you want somebody that could help you along the way to set that goal, to begin that process, you have several ways that you could reach me. Of course, you could go to the page on Facebook, Melvin Banks Inspirational Speaker. You could always send me a direct message through there. You could go to my website at www.melvinbanksinspires.com and you could drop a comment card in and I'll be able to reach out and, and help you there. But here's the most important thing. No matter who it is that you reach out to, no matter who it is that you contact, if you have goals that you're trying to accomplish, if you're ready to put a blueprint in action for your life, you've got to take that first step. You've got to look at your life and say, what is it that I want to accomplish from this point? Where do I want to go? And what's the first step that I'm going to take to get there? Now, that's something that everybody has to challenge themselves to do. So I want you to take that with you this week. I hope that the message today challenges you to go out there and be in competition with yourself. Focus on winning every single day. Hey, there are going to be small, small losses that might occur, but don't give up in the process of losing. Just figure out what it is that you need to gain from that loss. Turn things around, implement what you've learned from it, put it back into action. So take that with you guys. It was great once again seeing all of you out there. Um, 
Thanks again for joining the podcast, and I look forward to talking with you again next week.